You're listening to Donkey Brain the Podcast. Three, two, one. All over the lap, though. That's <laughs> All right. How are we doing, gents? Good. Brett's back, hanging out. Good to have you back, Brett. I feel like it's been a little bit. Have we Good had to be since you moved? You know, um, I I know that uh, I think I've been on once, like right after I moved. Okay. I think you asked me to be on like the week I moved or something. And yeah, probably. I was on shortly thereafter, but <laughs> I want to say this is only number two coming coming at you from Michigan. Yeah, man, live new residents, you know. But yeah, it's good to have you back. I feel like you always bring very interesting, obscure things to the table, which is this is what it's all about. Just turn your brain off and see what you come up with. <laughs> That's what we're here for. I'm happy to have all your audience with the brains turned off, man. That's that's my kind of audience. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, we'll jump into it. This is episode 99. Uh, so as of the week, we deemed. So the other two didn't really know what I was talking about, and I made them look it up. But uh, we're going to do Dyson. So Dyson, the vacuum company, as you know, which sells overpriced vacuums, they're releasing a headphone now. So a set of headphones that comes with what looks like a really stupid mask, um, but it's part headphone, part air purifier. Um, So when I first saw it, I thought it was literally a joke. I had to Google it today to make sure that it was a real thing. It's for sale. You can buy it for a little under $1,000. So... Pretty hefty price tag, but yeah, just a ridiculous, you know, I, I don't remember what I was thinking about earlier today, but for some reason I had the thought, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I feel like that applies very, very well to this. Like Dyson, pretty good company. I mean, they make some cool stuff. It's not cheap, but like they have their engineering down pretty well. I don't know why they're trying to break into the audio space, let alone the audio slash air purifier space. I mean, that's maybe they're just the pioneers. They're on the bleeding edge of this for sure. But yeah, I mean, you guys looked at pictures of it and you realize it's the funkiest looking thing in the world. Like if I saw that on the street, I would be like, what the fuck is that person wearing? So very interesting design concept. Yeah, extremely strange. Like, Again, like Jimmy, you had said it, like it appears to be a joke. Like this looks like something you would see like at some sort of meme, like, okay, almost like a little black mirror-esque. Like, oh yeah, like we're getting really tech with it. No, it looks ridiculous. It looks absolutely obscene. Again, you already said it. Stay in your lane, Dyson. This is not this is not your forte. You'd make uh, cool uh, vacuum cleaners. You have a cool guy that narrates your vacuum cleaner ads. I think Stick he's the that. owner. Yeah. So okay, yeah. I, I wanted to say that I'm like I don't know if that's the owner or not. Yeah. Is, is he? It's not. Is he Swedish or German? I don't know. German. I would say German just based on how okay. engineering heavy they are. But no, like literally, I saw it. I think I saw it last week, and I like jotted it down that like you know this could be a contender. And I like literally had the thought I was like, wow, this has got to be a joke. And then I was like, wait, it's like early May. I was like, it's not like it's April first. I like checked the date that it was posted, and I was like, okay, this isn't just like old. Like I literally was like this conveys like it's a ridiculous joke but apparently dyson's like nope we're doing it like we're (laughs) we're making it happen so yeah i just don't know i don't get it i mean it's i feel like we've seen a lot of things come and go 
but like i don't even know if we're gonna see this like anywhere like i don't know if you're ever gonna see it in person with somebody like unironically wearing it yeah i don't um it feels like someone who's who's a villain in a second rate movie like a second rate superhero movie yeah. i think jimmy you said it was like a, a yeah, kmart, like, kmart thing. like yeah it looks like it's made out of stupid plastic and you just look like a moron and it, it, you know i had the first conversation with someone this year that uh that like i've been pro dyson almost my whole life and and we were just in the market for a new vacuum and uh we we were talking to some people you know saying hey what vacuum do you have what do you have God, bunch you're of people such an adult <laughs> oh i know i know dude it's it's awful but a bunch of people like bought that Dyson ball vacuum and everyone we talked to is like, it sucks. It's the worst vacuum we we've ever had. And it feels to me like Dyson might be turning a, turning a corner and all of a sudden they released this gem, which just confirms that they've turned the corner. So I don't know, man, maybe Dyson's just out of it now, but uh, that's a shame. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a bizarre thing. Cause I feel like, I mean, I, in the grand scheme of things, do not know that many, I don't even want to call them like high end vacuums, but I feel like it was like them. Like, I feel like shark had some stuff for a little bit. Like Roombas are cool. Like there's not that many where I'm like, shit, this is like high, high end commercials and like all of that. So I just don't know why they were like, yeah, let's just not worry about vacuums and just try to diversify in like the weirdest way. Like their fans are great. I have a fan in my room. I'm like, it's awesome. Like, again, not the cheapest, but like pretty good where it's like, why don't you guys just find like home appliance things or like things that still are kind of in your niche? Not like, yeah, people can wear our air purifier while they vacuum. Like, it's just like those don't go hand in hand at all. But I guess there are weirder comparisons. Like, I mean, we've talked about like michelin tires and michelin star awards before like those are completely different camps like but yeah i i just don't know i was very very stunned when i saw it to actually find out it was real i'm just trying to look at that design one more time like as you were sitting there talking and i was just sitting there trying to understand it i i I get the premise i do understand it but it doesn't really look like it gets that close to your face to actually purify the air as to what you're breathing no I, don't I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's just a shocker because, I mean, I guess we're lucky enough to live in a place that that's not needed. Like, I mean, maybe like a Chinese market is great. I mean, with all the issues they're having with like smog and air quality and like things like that. But yeah, I just I'm very stunned because, I mean, I'd walk outside and I'm like, yeah, the air is good to breathe. It's healthy. Like for whatever reason, Google tells me my air quality every day and it's usually pretty good. So I'm not really in the market for that. But I'm just kind of surprised that they're marketing it to people that probably don't need it at all. Like, I mean, I guess it probably could be a great thing if you're somewhere where that's a problem, but I guess that's not really us. So the one thing that, again, that would make more sense to me is they wanted to stay in their lane. Again, you're talking about like doing certain things like that, like certain home products. They're the ones that make like that, like rounded fan where the air goes through it and it comes out cool the other side. What if they like branded it as like workout equipment and they had like a fan and like that came out in front of your face where it blew like cool air in your face? That would make a little bit of sense. But like an air purification system that like loosely bases around your nose that 
that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. That's uh, that's I don't know. Very strange to me. I'm secretly hoping that these headphones just end up being the best fucking headphones ever. Like, I did. What if, think uh, what if audibly yeah. they're like, what if they're they're like the best headphones yeah. ever, and they just happen to have that? <laughs> they like one up, like right technicas and like all these like crazy studio grade headphones and people are just like god like these are so nice but like can you sell me just the headphones like, i don't <laughs> i don't need the air portion like i just need the headphones like yeah you know there's gonna be huge with athletes though too because they're gonna walk in like because they always wear like wild ass shit and they're just be walking in with that show on their forehead oh that's what looks they're gonna make it look cool like basketball players especially yeah. they always wear the weirdest stuff they're gonna be walking in the NBA finals with Dyson headphones, having their air purified as they walk <laughs> to like the Staples Center and out in LA. It's gonna be sick. Dude, maybe that's just where they need to go. Just pick up a bunch of professional athletes, some NIL athletes. Like maybe if they just get ahead of the PR nightmare that this will be once more people learn about it, they could make it cool. We'll see. All right. Well, Brett, you're the guest. We'll let you kick it off. What are people talking about? I think, uh, yeah. So this actually happened uh, about a week and a half ago or something. It ha uh, So F1 recently had a race in Miami. And um, so this is only going to apply to a very uh, niche part of your listeners. Uh, but typically, rinses happen there. You know, this is a F1 is a worldwide um, I guess corporation. So they have races hosted on like six out of the seven continents, you know, and everything. So Miami happens two weeks ago and they decided to have this broad spectacle um, introduction for each of the drivers where there was a big stage and each driver was introduced. There's 20 drivers. They each got like a, a 15 second introduction by none other, none other than LL Cool J. And so, uh, Will I Am from the Black Eyed Peas was there conducting a symphony orchestra. There were cheerleaders. It was just pretty, it was over the top, right? And uh, something very out of the ordinary for F1. F1's been kind of, it's always been kind of a quote unquote proper sport. I think it's becoming a little more rowdy recently, but it's, this certainly was over the top for F1. And, uh, and it just felt very unnatural. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. It was also incredibly cringeworthy. But I just immediately noted noticed that people were were shitting on it left and right, and I thought it was great. And so um, certainly people in the F1 community were talking about it. I don't think it went beyond the F1 world, but uh, man, it was just it was outrageous. I think it's really interesting, Brett. You were talking about it. I had not seen it. I was actually at a NASCAR race uh, during that race, so again, I had not seen introductions for that race but um i'd saw like previously before miami race started obviously we already had coda earlier um right we already had coda this year right no yeah, yeah we had coda okay so we've had coda this year it's kind of funny like now that f1 is starting to get nice and popular especially in the united states now it's going to go into the united states and we're just going to ruin it and <laughs> to that point like f1 is definitely a more regal form of racing Right. I mean, yeah. this is like the top of the top. I and mean, I'm, I'm a huge NASCAR fan, but I'd be a, a fool uh, to not state that F1 is the pinnacle of racing. And to have LL Cool J 
announcing 20 of the most pristine drivers the world knows is a is this absolutely <laughs> and you articulate as to how they did it just seems like the biggest slap in the face especially down in miami for all every i'm not gonna say every celebrity was there but there were a shitload of celebrities down there that couldn't have gotten anybody else besides ll cool j to pull these dudes out of the race that seemed a little ridiculous I don't know. Jim, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. It just cracks me up because I was curious. Brett, did you ever follow F1 before Drive to Survive? Uh, so Nate was actually trying to get me to, to to start watching F1, I think, before Drive to Survive. But it was actually Drive to Survive that got us into okay. it. Like, he eventually convinced us to at least give that a shot. And that yeah. for sure sucked us right in. Because I think that's... <laughs> I think really that's a lot of people's it's like a gateway drug into F1. Like I've even watched a few races. I don't follow it as crazy as you guys do, but like I will sit down on a Sunday if it's at a convenient time and put it on and everything like that. But I really do think like it probably was a pure sport before that. And then America got involved and just does what America does. And like, now we're going to like ruin it. And it's like kind of interesting. Cause I'm like, you know, there's not a ton in the grand scheme of the race circuit. There's not that many in the U.S. And I would be curious, like, just how many times weird things can happen before, like, they start arguing, like, the committee against, like, the hosting cities of, like, hey, if you're going to do it, just don't be weird. Like, just make it normal. Because, like, I'm sure, like, Miami and Texas and, like, all these places, like, love having it because i mean people are traveling all over they want to see it like it's great for like their economy but at the same time like i'm sure at some point f1's going to be like you guys are kind of ruining what is like a pure very professional kind of sport just by doing what you guys do we're thinking about pulling races and like i would be curious if they ever clean it up and just make it less weird because that's like such a bizarre thing when you're looking at the lineup and like, I'm sure everybody watching was like, yeah, I like F1, but I don't like whatever this is like. Well, and it's funny too, because there's so there's a va- a race in Vegas. There will be a race going down the Vegas strip this year in no- in November. Yeah. I would have expected this would have felt a little more natural at home at- in Vegas. I don't know. It just Miami's a trashy city. Right. And it yeah. felt very trashy <laughs> the way that they did it. Whereas, like, at least in Vegas, it would have felt like they would have had the money to get, you know, someone to do it well. But I, I that being said, Vegas is going to be nuts, man. I don't know what to expect now, especially after that. I don't know what to expect, but it's going to be crazy. But I feel like yeah. Vegas is like a weird, like, I don't want to say like fake trashy, but just like different trashy. Like if shit got weird in vegas you'd be like yeah it's vegas we're like i feel like miami you're just like it's trashy like there's no like (laughs) vegas if they were like yeah we're gonna substitute out like the cheerleaders with like dancers and we're gonna have like a rock band and like i would almost be like that's not f1 but like that's american not like who could we pull who's available like hello cool j yeah he hasn't done anything crazy anymore he's (laughs) doing the lip sync battles let's get him like like the one thing that I will be totally fine with Americanizing is if we get like Bruce Buffer or someone like that involved with F1, like that makes sense. Like again, even though it's not again, um, coinciding with 
Formula One culture, Bruce Buffer will do it right. LL Cool J getting drivers in there? No, 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 no. That's a bridge too far. And again, F1, I'm shocked they signed off on that. I, I think, yeah, Jim, that was a perfect analysis saying like it's, Vegas is trashy, but they're classy trashy. They've been trashy for a long time. They know how to do it right. Well, Miami's like, Miami's always been cool, I guess. It's always been cool, but it's like, it's gotten a, a weird amount of like fame in the last like 10 to 15 years. And it's just a weird confluence of just dirtbags that go down there now. So I don't know. I feel like, and this doesn't really make sense, but like in my head, I've never been to Miami, but like I've met people that go and I know the kind of (laughs) clientele that loves Miami. I feel like it's like the equivalent, like if somebody were to say like, hey, I'm going down to Miami for a weekend, that's like somebody saying, hey, I'm going to Atlantic City. I'd be like, of course you are. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go to some garbage casino. You're just going to go to some overpriced nightclub. Like you're going to say like it was like a movie this weekend and I'm going to be like, no, it wasn't. You're you were in Miami like and it's beautiful. Like I've heard like when you're in certain parts, it's great. But like, yeah, I just think the people that are down in Miami regularly, it's a different breed of people like for sure. There Miami? are three like, breeds of like people that go to Miami. Cocaine. Absolute rich people. <laughs> People that act like they're rich, but they're always on the outskirts, like not doing the things, or hot women. Like that's <laughs> that, that's the three like that, that's the three classes of people. I think. Third like, I always wild see, like, card. I didn't think that was gonna be. What I always <laughs> just see pictures on like uh, I always just see pictures on Instagram of people that I went to college with that I like very vaguely know, but I follow them on Instagram, and they're like in Miami. I'm like why is she in Miami? Like there, what the hell? Like there's no way she, she's not on a business trip. She's just out running around in a bikini right now. Good for her. Jealous as fuck. But like, why are you there? <laughs> Miami's kind of weird too. I, I don't know this offhand, but like I would be willing to bet spirit frontier and Southwest all probably have pretty much nonstop flights there. And it's the same kind of people that go on spring break where it's like, I'm not paying for a checked bag. I'm cramming in the backpack. Like they're trying to have like this fake bougie weekend. They just get absolutely annihilated. Like that's the kind of people. Nothing wrong with it. You know, if that's your thing, great. But like, I'll put that stereotype out there because I think that's pretty accurate. There's a reason why we think that way. It's it's very (laughs) common. We all know it. So I think it's fair. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, who knows? We talked all this shit. Like, if somebody was like, hey, I have F1 tickets. Do you want to go? I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go to Miami. Like, (laughs) I would drop everything I've just said. But, like, in general, any other weekend, I really have no desire to go. Like, I think we're just haters. Yeah. Maybe we're just jealous. We're like that fake rich, you know? I I would say, like, yep, I'm definitely not following the hot girl. I'm definitely not rich. (laughs) <laughs> that's i'm in that middle tier of uh, yeah i'm gonna act like i have money this weekend and i'm gonna go back and be like holy shit now i'm broke i can't eat yeah so like i'll pay 50 dollars <laughs> cover to get into a club i'll buy one beer for 14 dollars. be pissed off watching rich people and hot women get bottle service just like oh this is terrible like i could see that happening you know 110 oh brutal all right jim what are people talking about all right, so this is a little bit delayed, um, 
but I think people are it's still kind of talking about it, but definitely kind of coming on the downward. Did you guys watch the show Jury Duty? No. You even know what no. I'm talking about? Really? All right, maybe I'm wrong. This show, probably one of the funniest shows I've seen this year. So pretty much the premise of this show is they get they put out a Craigslist ad and they were like, we're looking for someone you know to be involved in a jury we're doing a whole court documentary series whatever this guy applies to be on it it's a completely fake case everybody except this guy is a paid actor he has no fucking clue so just like all these ridiculous things keep happening and because he thinks it's like a documentary there's cameras around he's not you know kind of he just thinks that's what's going on like it's just it's ridiculous stuff. It's seriously one of the funniest shows. I mean, it's good that Bryn doesn't listen to this podcast because I know she'll never hear it. But I watched the show without her in like a, just an afternoon. I put it on. I was like laughing to the point of tears. And like two <laughs> days later, she was like, hey, do you want to start jury duty? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I rewatched the whole thing. And I was still like, I mean, I knew what happened. And I was still like, God, dude, the writing on this show, because it was like right on the border of like, would this happen or is this like way too out there and they did just such a good job and then like at the end like they told the guy they were like dude this isn't a real trial like all this stuff dude it's hilarious look it up i think it's on uh amazon prime it's so funny like so technically he was like the i don't know what the hell the lead person is like the you guys know what I'm talking about like the main juror like when they turn to the jury whoever the hell has to talk you're number one yeah whatever. yeah so he was that guy so like one <laughs> of the things in the show the girl next to him kept felt like falling asleep so the judge is like hey you need to make sure she stays awake you know you're whatever point person so he keeps telling the girl like hey you got to stay up so like at one point she like pretended to take like an edible and she's like oh I'll be like wide awake so as the trial's going on, like somebody would, <laughs> they'd present a case or something and she would just like randomly start clapping. So you'd have to be like, no, 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 like not now. And like just crazy stuff. But it was like so funny that it's a hidden camera. You guys should check it out. It's an awesome show. I thought they did such a good job on it. And it was, uh, fuck, who was the celebrity? Um, I think it was James... I don't know, Martian? Who the hell was in Sonic? <laughs> Brett, you would know this. Martin, James Martin. Madsen, yeah, Martin. Martin. So he was... Martin? Yeah. yeah, so he was technically in it, and he was like, you know, that was his whole thing, is like he was a celebrity, and he was trying to get out of it, and then, like, the reason the show really worked is they, like, because an event happens on the show, they all get sequestered. So, like, they're living in a hotel together, so, like, there's crazy shit that happens in the hotel, Dude, just check it out. It's such a good show. It's like such an easy watch, too, because I think they're like eight 20 minute episodes or something. Great A show. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard about this. I thought I saw it all over the place. So this episode, one season is is the single court case. You said it's eight episodes, 20 minutes each. Yeah. And it's covering just the, the one full court case. So like... I don't remember what the breakdown was, but I think they were there for like 10 total days, but it was like part of the case was like, they were on site one day at this factory, like looking at like evidence. And then there was another day where they like, 
you know, after court had happened, they let him go out to dinner. So they went to, I think it was like Jimmy Buffett, like Margaritaville or something. So like, it's not like it's just the court case. It's like, there's crazy shit happening (laughs) everywhere. Dude, check it out. It's awesome. I thought they did. Like I said, it was probably one of the funniest things I've seen so far this year, because it's just like, it's such a bizarre concept. And like, I was trying to think through like, what else would this work for? And I was like, somehow they nailed it being like, hey, if we have somebody on a fake jury, we sequester them. Like, there's no way you could ever have somebody who's that contained, that like, just I'm in the zone kind of a thing. But yeah, it's fantastic. That sounds really good. Dude, it's, it's sweet. only 20 minutes. It's not getting like too involved or I'm losing interest, but it's just like a fast pace. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit. They're just, that sounds pretty good. Did it's it? Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, I think it's on Prime. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's because I recently listened to the episode where you describe in depth your jury duty experience, but that sounds hilarious. Dude, it's awesome. Like, and it's just one of those, I props to the people that were writing it. I mean, they like, so the last episode, like after they tell him, they like show him all the logistics and they like go through and explain everything. And like, just like the amount of moving parts that they had to keep going, like, cause apparently this guy, like he was really excited. Like he was like, you know, just focusing on the case. So they were like having to write stuff almost in real time. Cause he was like putting pieces together and like thinking through like, way more than they ever thought he would it's crazy just check it out it's it's very well done i saw an interview with him after the show and he's like i was tweaking out for like three weeks he's like i didn't know if people were still following me with cameras he's like it was like a real life truman show like where he's like i had to almost psychologically like understand like it's over i'm done like i mean it kind of took a little bit of psychological toll on him but like that would be crazy to be like dude i just lived you know, 10 days of my life and I was on camera the whole time and I didn't really know it. Like, that's nuts. Now it sounds scary. <laughs> it's like, now it kind of sounds like a little tweaky. Not scary <laughs> than like watching it, but scary is like, shit. If I was ever a part of that, that'd be like, you wouldn't be pissed, but it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of psychological toll. That ain't a little psychological toll. <laughs> yeah. 10 days is a long time. Yeah. Check it out. Highly recommend it. All right, Colton, what are people talking about? Good luck topping that one. Yeah, shit. Here we go. <laughs> so, um, again, with uh, you guys have obviously heard of the whole, like, the issues that Bud Light's having now with its woke ads, correct? Yep. Okay, so, uh, again, they are down, like, I think, like, a non, like, restaurant and bar sales. Like, they, I think the last quarter they are down, like, 21.6%. Well, to the rescue, here comes Molson Coors. Have you guys seen the newest uh, ad campaign from especially Coors branded beer? No. Uh, okay. God, we're fucking swinging and missing on these goddamn people <laughs> talking about yeah. what yeah. Okay. Yeah, people well, are talking I, about it. We promise. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're, I mean, we're missing the ball on these ones. Thank God Brett's here. Trying to, <laughs> he's carrying the goddamn baton for us. So if you guys have not seen it, go ahead and look it up when you're done with this. Um, but they have this new entire uh, ad campaign. And it's all centered around, um, again, women being a focal point and, again, the brewing process of beer. Um, and, again, the whole entire ad starts out with, again, women have been involved in brewing beer from the start. Okay. 
And she goes, well, how do we reward them? And we started putting them in bikinis and these ads and everything. So they've spun this whole entire ad campaign to be very like pro woman, which is totally fine and everything like that. But the one thing I just wanted to highlight is like, holy shit is the conservative fucking dipshit. Just not just getting beat over the head with a ball <laughs> peanut hammer with every single beer product. They just try to drink. They are just down bad right now. Can't drink bud products. Can't drink Molson Kirk. I mean, they're going to be just going straight to Guinness here soon. I, I, it's very funny to see like, oh, I can't drink Bud Light. I can't drink Bud Weiser. <laughs> can't drink anything Anheuser, uh, AbBev affiliated. Nope, can't do that. Well, now Molson Coors, everything associated with them, can't do that either. They're screwed. Like conservative downstate, uh, not sorry, not Illinois, um, America is just absolutely in in a bad spot right now they don't even know what beer to buy so it's just very interesting to me to see how this one is going to potentially even top the bud light one or how it's even going to compare yeah i didn't hear about that that is pretty fascinating because i feel like i mean i don't know maybe we'll get progressive enough that in like five or ten years nobody will give a shit about it but like that's a pretty i mean companies flop but that was like I mean, and not like it's a, I'm against it or anything like that, but like I mean, they got some fucking pushback. Like that was a overnight. Like, yeah. stocks are going down, things are crazy. I mean, you saw videos of people just like pouring it out, just like over the top stuff. But like, that's surprising that somebody would follow suit, given what they did. Not even like, hey, we'll give it six months, we'll let it cool down, you know, we'll yeah. try again. But yeah, that is really funny because I was with. This will sound bad, but like a lot of my clients are like super, super Republican. So I was with them all last week. And it was all like, like people were just cracking like, oh, should I get you a Bud Light when I'm at the bar? And I was like, that's kind of a stupid fucking joke. Like get some better material. But I was like, you guys are so goddamn right wing. Like that you're like actually using that as an insult where it is like they're in like a weird spiral. Like if they can't drink Miller, if they can't or not Miller, uh, Coors or Bud Light. It's like, shit, what do we drink? And it's like, you guys really are like this low? <laughs> like, you're just not going to drink a beer because of that? I'm like, that's so bad. It is, is crazy. Dual, Go ahead. This is O'Doul's time to, to grab some market share, say, man. Dude, fucking who knows, Yingling's going to become nationwide. <laughs> like, <laughs> snatching up that market share. Like, I guess what the whole entire premise of the ad is, is like not objectifying women, even though they've contributed so much to the brewing process. Um, what was the, the, the dumb thing was, what were they doing? This is what they were doing. So if you have any sort of advertisement depicting women in this objectified way, Molson Coors was saying they were going to buy it back in order to be like put into like fertilizer to help grow hops. That's the point. I was like, "What that a sounds... fucking stretch!" Holy yeah. shit! Like, so like that's a hell of a marketing movies. plan right there. I mean, I hate to flip it like that, but goddamn, let's jack it up, and then they'll just buy all of it. We don't have to deal with anything. So are they like, buying back old porno? Like, yes, and- that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Do you know how like it was pretty big time back like in the late '80s, early '90s, like." They went pretty far with a lot of their ad campaigns, like just showing full front, like full front, I guess, <laughs> full boobage on chicks. I'm like, 
damn, like you, you just want me to, well, here's my stack of tour shit this high. Here you go. So like, I guess they'll buy it back from you just to, again, turn into, again, like fertilizer for mold, which also it doesn't make a lot of sense to me because isn't that stuff like all heavily like inked like all isn't there a bunch of chemicals in those I'm products? sure it's super toxic that's why like they don't want you to burn it in like a bonfire <laughs> yeah how is that gonna work and you can't even burn you're not supposed to burn the boxes that are made now because of how much goddamn ink is shits on them yeah dude we used to paint our houses with lead paint like you cannot tell me these old magazines are like completely fine like there's no fucking way yeah, like, that's crazy. I, I've heard nothing about it. So I'm going to read up on it because it's a very fascinating, like, stance. I mean, I guess good for them if they could back it up. Like, let's put something ahead of corporate profits kind of a thing. But, like, yeah, I, that's a bizarre way to go about it. Because I mean, you know the people, too, that are holding on to that. I mean, I guess good for them because this might be a promise that they don't even have to deliver on. The people who are holding on to that stuff, they're not giving it up. They're keeping it. So it's kind of like, hey, we can say it, but very few are probably going to take us up on it. Like, there's no way that guys are going to be like, yeah, what's the shipping address? I'll have it. I'll overnight it to you. Like, there's no way. I think no way. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, So one of the funnier goddamn things, you guys all saw uh, the video of Kid Rock shooting the Bud Light boxes. You guys all saw that, right? (laughs) Yeah. Nothing like Kid Rock being back in the news. Dude, he's <laughs> wild as fuck. He is so crazy. But anyway, he's had that whole ass video of him shooting up that Bud Light container, all those containers and everything. He's been seen drinking Coors Light like it's going out of style right now. <laughs> it's almost like you have to walk that back now. It's like, well, fuck. Uh, that wasn't me. I, I pro- that was before I knew that goddamn uh, Molson Coors was woke. I promise. I don't know. Like they've been making these ads for a long time. Like Jimmy, have you ever seen? I guess Brett as well. You, you have you saw those Coors cans that had like the rainbow like flag? Oh, yeah. On them, yeah. Right? yeah. That that was when we were in college. Like that that was a thing, and no one gave a shit. Like I don't know why the, that like the uh, the Bud Light one was so big. That didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Yeah, I talked enough about this, but. Yeah, beer's beer. I don't give a shit. Put, no. put whatever the hell you want on the cans. I mean, like, it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm drinking it. Like, that's crazy too that it's like guys that have guys that are like I've been drinking Bud Light for like forty years. No, I'm done. I'm like, cool, dude. Who the fuck are you hurting? You think they care? You think they're gonna be like, oh my god, one guy's gonna drop us? Like, oh, what are we gonna do? It's like, oh well, like on to the next one. Like they don't give a shit. Like. Just crazy that people like. I mean, that was like an uproar. Like that was like people. You're really like drawing a weird line about a beer company. Like we're outside of the political realm. I was like, we're drawing a hard line against Bud Light. I was like, it's not even that good anyway. Like that's kind of weird. Like I'm gonna judge you for being like, I love Bud Light. I'm like, that's a weird thing. That's like a tier two beer at best. Yeah, I'll read up on that. The other thing too is like. Hey, I'm all for putting your money where your mouth is, right? Like, you're standing up for your values. You're not going to buy this, whatever. First thing, get some new fucking values because you're you're <laughs> stupid. Like, that's not this is not a, a hill worth dying. Like, get the fuck over it, number one, right? But two, like, 
all these people, they're going to be drinking Bud Light again in six months, I guarantee it. Back to Colton's point. Like, yeah. all these people say one thing, and then it's going to be an inconvenience to them to have to go around and find Milwaukee's best wherever they want to get drunk. And so now they got to go back to drinking Bud Light, and they're going to be fine with it. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's they're going to run in circles. Like, they're all, We're going to be right back here again in six months. It's kind of funny, too, because I'm like, are you boycotting that specific beer or the entire company that's behind it? Because I was like, exactly, you're dropping 10 to 15 different drinks, like just like that. Like, I was like, I don't think a lot of people realize like Anheuser-Busch, I mean, they cover a lot. And I'm like, same with like Miller, same with Coors, same with everybody. I'm like, there's a lot of other things where like it would be ridiculous if you're like, yeah, I'm not drinking Bud Light. I'm a Budweiser guy now. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, also, yeah. let me take a wild guess. You're not vaccinated. <laughs> In the same camps. Like <laughs> I, I, Again, I will say this for the record. Again, I am a conservative guy. But at the same exact time, I was like, if we, just, if we give a shit about this, what? <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. Like, we're getting drunk off this. If you guys don't want to drink it, man, hell shit. Don't drink it. Maybe they'll drop their prizes. Maybe they'll put it on flash sale. I could stock up. That'll be great. Then <laughs> you're pounding these nannies like it's my goddamn job. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Go after it. God damn. Stu- Just so stupid. The jokes. You were talking about the jokes, Jimmy. saying like, yeah, I'll get you Bud Light. Oh, you drinking Bud Light there, sissy boy? Oh, little salad boy, you drinking them, drinking them Bud Lights? I've heard that, I swear to God, again, being from a town of 1,200 people in central Illinois, I've there's not a chance in hell I've heard that joke less than 100 times since that's happened. I, every single time I go in the bar, look, <laughs> What's going on there? Sissy boy, you drinking that Bud Light? Dude, it's 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 all over the place. It's crazy. But the, okay, it's even gone so far as to where not just one of the bars I frequent, two of the bars I frequent on the pull tabs, not pull tabs. On, sorry, on the uh, the uh, on the actual like draft tabs, they have markers on the Bud Lights. It doesn't say anything grotesque or anything, but there are markers on it to like distinguish, this is the Bud Light one. <laughs> Don't drink from that. I, that's what it is. I'm like, why? What? Are we serious? It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Alright, let's go on to this next one. Brett, what are people not talking about? Uh, so, <clears throat> of course, I'm going to bring something in pop culture related for this. Uh, so, I think since COVID happened, movies have just taken a backseat, particularly like theatrical movies, right? And uh, a a new trailer just dropped, and this is what what I believe people are not talking enough about. A new trailer just dropped for the movie Oppenheimer, which is Christopher Nolan's new movie that he has shot. You know, he's done the Christopher Nolan thing, shot part of it in IMAX, but it looks like a beautifully shot, like he, he does the whole Nolan thing. It looks beautifully shot. The cast is goddamn stacked, and I think it's going to be a rather, like, just a, an intense film that I don't think, mo- like, my wife is a big Christopher Nolan film, and I told her that a new trailer dropped, and she had no idea. And so I just don't think word has gotten out. Maybe their marketing is just not on on it, or people are not paying attention to movies anymore, really, for the most part. But um, if you're a movie person, go watch the trailer now and get psyched for when this movie comes out, because it looks awesome. 
Yeah, I think I don't know. I like streaming kind of killed the movies, which sucked because I liked going to the movies until they started asking like fourteen bucks a ticket. But like, I don't know, Brett. What would you say like the best recent movie you've seen is? I feel like mine was like Top Gun. That was a while ago now. Yeah, I'm gosh, man. Best recent like new movie year. So I just. Full disclosure, I just went to the movies for the first time on Friday in a long time. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, nice. Um, I almost <laughs> preface with the exception of Marvel for yeah, that. Yeah, well, reason. and that to be honest with you, yeah. I've been going through Marvel fatigue. I'm way behind on Marvel. This is the first one that actually got me to theaters in a long time since Spider-Man. It's like a um, all the other ones. Yeah, yeah, for real. But um, that being said, I liked Guardians a lot, but um I've been watching a lot of movies at home. I just watched Air. That's already streaming. The one about the Michael Jordan, yeah. you know, sneakers. That was really good. I enjoyed that. But being a huge movie person myself, I have not kept up at all. And I guess to the point I was trying to make earlier, I don't watch movies that much anymore, really. And and that's coming from someone who loves movies, like absolutely. Yeah, it's a very bizarre thing because I feel like so many so many movies now it's like oh well this is just a netflix original or that like they almost like skip the box office which like isn't a huge deal because like i don't know it's kind of nice to just like get home from work and like put something on but like there's so many things where i was like damn dude like i don't know why they got rid of midnight premiere that was awesome dude like the amount of movies i got to see like when they released i was like this is so cool and the movies just like aren't really keeping up with like what people want or they're like getting rid of fun parts where i'm like hey you guys wonder why nobody's showing up anymore i was like it's super expensive the movies are like all these weird live action remakes like i was like i don't need to go see that like this is just going to be some weird thing that i probably never watch like i feel like there's not been really aside from top gun a movie that i've been like holy shit, do i need to go see that like immediately and like that's part of the problem i'm like I don't see a lot of new movies coming out. I don't get excited for them. Like it is kind of a weird thing that's dropping off. Like I just, I can't even remember last time I was at a movie. It might've been Top Gun. It is kind of like, it's weird. It's kind of like sad from a nostalgia standpoint. Like it was awesome going to the movie theaters and I'm like, damn, you know what? There needs to be like movie theaters, like actually presenting great movies again. But the same as I have time, I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the hell am I doing to help the situation out? I'm still streaming stuff all the time online. And I, I'm not helping the situation. So I am absurdly like excited to see Oppenheimer. I'm definitely going to see that. When does that get released? Is that that's in, is that June or July? I think it's July. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm so excited to see that. So um I don't know. I but again to Jimmy's point as well, good things just aren't going into the theaters. Like you, you see like certain ads for, or, or you might have, you might not even see ads at all. Like I hardly even see movie ads anymore. I see more like again like Netflix, yeah. or I guess because I'm on Netflix, or I see like Hulu, or I see HBO Max, anything like that. I see those things first, and then when I see the the actual movie theater availability, I'm like, this all just seems like half-assed crap. Like I don't even know if I want to even like spend the money to see this again. To Jimmy's point, if I even want to go and get a soda and popcorn i'm spending close to damn 20 bucks just to do that and i haven't even bought the ticket yet so i don't know it almost doesn't even seem worth it but again oppenheimer 
I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I'm excited as hell to see that. Yeah, I I mean, I do think that the like the filmmaking landscape is changing in terms of I wonder if we're gonna only start seeing certain movies really hit theaters and most other stuff go straight i mean a lot of stuff goes straight to streaming now anyway but like i think now moving forward we'll have the opportunity to really see filmmakers like christopher nolan like dennis villanueva shine where like their movies are designed to be seen on the big screen whereas you know marvel marvel movies whatever they're not spectacles but certain movies blade runner 2014 or yeah 2049 i don't know if you saw that in theaters man it was gorgeous to see that on the big screen the same like i think dune is gonna be gorgeous on the big screen the first one was i think dune 2 will be beautiful like certain movies i think are designed to still be seen in theaters but 95 percent of them that come out i don't think they they need to be seen i'll wait for them i'll wait to see them at home you know yeah it's a very interesting thing because i've been reading a ton about like like the best way i've heard it put is like the democratized digital age that we're in right now like so many people have the ability to make like short form videos or like things that hit netflix or like like it's just so much easier like for context like behind me i have enough camera equipment like none of it's technically netflix quality rated but like i could put together a movie if i wanted to we're like i think that's why so many of like the youtubes and netflix like there's so much content that's pouring into those because it's almost like you can make a short film for like three grand nowadays if you just keep all your expenses low where it's not like it's the high level you need you know cgi you need all this other stuff where it's almost just like so much easier to be like i pitched it to netflix they're bankrolling it it's going right there i don't have to deal with movie theaters taking a cut all this other shit like it's just so fascinating with like where technology is going like i feel like so many more people are just like yeah i'm doing it myself like you don't need it's not like the same like top 10 directors anymore making movies like it's like you see all these weird things and you're like i've never heard of this person but like that was so good like where it's just a bizarre you know i think so many people have figured out like yeah i could make what i want to make for fractions of the cost it's just not gonna play in a theater and i think a lot of people don't care nowadays like it's like dude if you post a video online I'm way more likely to watch it than if I just happen to roll into a theater one night being like, Hey, what's out? Like, what do you recommend? Like I don't go to the movie theater if I don't know what movie I'm going to see. So it's just so hard to get there. Yeah. And Brett, I'm definitely tracking with your whole entire thing. It's like certain movies are just designed as to which to be in the theater. Um, I guess the one movie, I guess the one, I guess director that I always think of Quentin Tarantino again like he directs his movies in a in a sequence that's supposed to almost be like I guess the one that really uh, fall in lines with that is like the Hateful Eight but it's almost like it's supposed to get a play and it's working out in acts and scenes and everything when I first watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the theater and I'm watching it in the theater I was locked in and then I watched it again obviously the second time you're gonna watch a movie it's not gonna be as good but I'm like damn there's something that again watching it in the theater did than watching it in like your home setting it, it doesn't quantify there's no there's no um there's no equivalent to again actually seeing certain movies like that when directors know what they're doing to try and reel you in in the theater as opposed to being at home so if they're making movies like that to again reel you in and actually get you captivated in this like this weird i don't even know how to describe it it's, like, it's a weird public setting again the theater does something 
different than again sitting at home and watching things yeah it's the movie magic right i mean i don't know what else how else to describe it but for sure i i totally agree that there's something about being in the theater and that's i think that's a that's like a theory that i have that maybe that's the direction that filmmaking is going to go but yeah who knows i don't know i would just be very curious because who's a who's a cutting edge director that's kicking absolute ass under 30 right now i can't think of anybody that's like big like like who's the next tarantino or scorsese or like like you just don't know so like i'm curious if it's almost like the end of an era of like all these guys are just gonna get so old they retire and like you're i mean you're still gonna have people that can make these cinematic masterpieces and whatnot but i don't think it's gonna be the you know box office record smashing kind of a thing like i and there's still going to be movies like that per se, but I don't know if they're going to have anybody who's as complex and intricate as some of these old school guys. I mean, I think you take Tarantino's done what nine movies that kick absolute ass. And I think he's looking for 10. And then he said he was going to be done. I have no idea how accurate this is. I heard this is like a one-off one time because I was fascinated, but like you look at his movie list and you're like, fuck is this guy talented? Like he has bangers on there. Like, same with like Scorsese. Like you take like Wolf of Wall Street and stuff like that. You're like, God damn, this guy knows what he's doing. But I can't think of anybody where it's like, yeah, this 40 year old, like up and coming, you know, he's going to be the next so-and-so. It's just not a thing, which is so bizarre. Like imagine seeing the Irishman in theaters. Would that not have hit more ridiculously harder Dude, if they like, could have cut like an hour oh, off. that's a good point. Like a three and a half <laughs> hour movie. It was a half a day goddamn film. But, <laughs> yeah, but, clear your fucking afternoon to put that on. That movie's too long. <laughs> How long was that movie? Like three and a half hours? It's three and a half hours I, long. Yeah. Make good it a three-part series. Movie. I don't that's know why they didn't do that. It was on Netflix. Make it a three-part series. That would have been smart. So yeah, that would have changed the whole vibe of the, the movie. The best That's example, hands down, for people who are smart like that. Have you ever? I'm sure both of you have seen Band of Brothers. Oh yeah. That's a ten part series. You'd never watch a ten hour movie, but they had the hindsight to be like, we made it ten episodes at an hour each, and I'm like, this is perfect. Where instead they were like, it's a three and a half hour movie. I'm like, oh my god, do you know how many times I would have to get up and pee in three and a half hours? <laughs> Like, that's crazy. I'll never watch a 10-hour movie, but I will watch yeah. 10, hour, 10 episodes exactly. back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, I'll binge 10 hours for the right. second. It tells me, hey, you can get up now. You're not going to miss anything. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. But, yeah, that movie probably should have just been a three-part movie. Yeah. Do you think that maybe – okay, just think about this. Do you think that maybe we sound like old heads? Yeah. As in, like, a little bit, like, imagine there, there's probably, <laughs> this is going to sound really stupid, so again, track with me here. There had to have been, like, people, f- like, 40 years ago, maybe, no, probably longer than that, maybe 50, 55, 60 years ago. They're like, you know what, they just don't, go, they don't just put good stories on the radio anymore. What the fuck <laughs> is that? You know we used to sit down as a family and sit there and listen to old westerns? Damn, I missed that. There had that had to, uh, that was obviously a conversation. That's a really good point, actually. We're sitting here talking about this like we're educated people. No, we just like what we associate with our childhood and what we liked back then, and now we just sound like old people. 
I would just be curious, like, what is the next gen? Like, well, will we take kids to movies? Like, are kids going to be excited? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really associate with, like, a lot of kids nowadays. I'm just at that weird in-between age. But, like, I don't know if people who have kids are like, yeah, dude, my kids are, like, super stoked about, like, the Mario movie. Or if they're just willing to wait till it comes on streaming and they can just watch it on their iPad kind of a thing. I mean, it's funny you say that. So my my brother-in-law just took his kids to see the Mario movie. One of the oldest one who was 12 was like not that into it. Didn't like he didn't. He spoke of the movie going to the movies as if it was nothing special, which to me, like growing up, man, I freaking loved going to the movies, you know, but the, the younger three did really enjoy the movie. So I wonder if they maybe it was just more age appropriate for them, whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, kids do still go to the movies sometimes, I think. So it's really interesting. So like, again, I teach eighth grade kids. That's the kind of like the part where you start to like almost kind of mature. Kids do not talk about movies hardly any anymore. They, I never hear them discussing movies. I remember at that age when we were talking about movies, obviously, again, they have we have at that age, we had more of an accessibility to go see good movies over and over and over in theaters we were talking about going remember like in, like in eighth grade to like freshman year where you're just starting to like talk to girls like we're dude we're all gonna get in the big group we're all gonna go see like a horror movie together it's gonna be sick they talk about that shit all the time the kids don't talk about that stuff anymore like kids do not talk about movies anymore like i said um what movie did i say to go see sound like we're like 70 years old we sound like old ass boomers talking about this um i was talking about Damn it. It was like some like really classic movie. I'm like, he hasn't ever seen that? They go, never heard of it. And then I try, I'd show like the actor. It was fucking Tom Hanks. It was Tom Hanks. It was Saving Private Ryan. It was Saving Private Ryan. I go, you guys know, yeah, you guys ever seen this? I go, no, who's that? And it was Tom great. Hanks. The main it's like a pretty movie. gruesome movie. <laughs> we were talking about World War II and I was talking okay, about the Omaha, right, the yeah. Omaha Beach. Yeah, that's fair. And I, they were like, they had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, oh, it, it was shocking to me. Obviously, that's pretty far reaching for kids that are born in 2000, how old are they now? 2008, 2009. That's asking a lot of them. But the thing is, even when we were that young, we would probably remember movies like from the early 90s. You know what I mean? Early 90s, late 80s. Yeah. I don't know. Can you know. imagine seeing the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan again for the first time? What a gift that would be, man. That would clap. Oh. <laughs> unless, that would you're, unless you were there. That, <laughs> that movie, historically, people were walking out having PTSD flashbacks because it's so accurate. But for people I mean, that didn't serve, yeah, it's badass. <laughs> just looks fucking sick i would love to be a part of this yeah. <laughs> no you would not bub, <laughs> bub yeah. you're wrong gosh huh. yeah that's crazy i didn't even think about that like younger people like because it was like the weird like you're like still prepubescent but you're like dude how do we get like 19 people in a group and like convince that many parents to like shuttle you over and it's like the dumbest premise to be like i went to a movie with a girl and you're like we didn't talk because it was a movie. Like, that's the dumbest thing in the world, like, looking back. But, like, that's crazy that kids don't do that anymore. Dude, back then it was sick. It's like, shit. 
that's almost first base. I didn't even talk to her, but look, <laughs> we got somewhere. I mean, I don't know. It was uh, emotionally connected. <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of bumped into her hand a little bit, and I might have held her pinky. <laughs> oh, boys. Hey, what's up? No, but you know, kids do not do that stuff anymore. All I know now is like memes, which is kind of funny because these kids are wild with it. But anyway, they don't <laughs> talk about movies. I remember going back, like, you guys ever had, like, um, we used to have, like, field trips. And, like, if you guys ever had, like, this summer daycare sort of thing, we would go to, like, the movies and shit. And your parents would give you 20 bucks. And you were so goddamn excited to go to the movie theaters. Like, like oh, I can't remember. I can't think of a movie we went to go see. I know Transformers would have been in that range somewhere. And we were so juiced to go and watch it. I don't know. It, if you were to tell kids to do that now, they would be so pissed. They'd be locked into a room for two and a half hours. <laughs> they would hate it. Good times. End of an era, potentially, which is unfortunate. Old heads. Yeah, really. We're like a million years old now, it feels like. All right. Well, You're welcome. That was a lot of movie talk. Good topic, Brett. Yeah. Really got me thinking. Feeling elderly, but got me thinking. <laughs> all right yeah. what aren't people talking about you go spice it up right. you got something oh. shitty don't you that's why you're trying to push it on me <laughs> no i promise you it's kind of decent so kind of <laughs> people are kind of talking about this but the reason as to why i'm bringing this up is because it doesn't involve us anymore um <clears throat> i'm seeing all these postings about like college graduation I'm just sitting there thinking, like, damn. Like, we're not even realizing that we were just in college three years ago. I get talking for me and Jim here. When did when did you go to college, Brett? I graduated in 2011. Dude, still badass. Hell yeah. I still I just, celebrate every fucking May that I'm not in college. Still. It's just, it's just so weird. Because, like, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, I remember my parents calling me, like, how are we going to get stuff out of your apartment? Like, when the hell do you need to be up there to help? It's just the weirdest time. And now I'm just like, oh shit, I'm not part of that anymore. It's Dude, just ours is a shit show. We didn't even graduate. That was the weirdest thing. So this weekend I was actually at Purdue. Uh, Bren's brother Jace graduated. And uh, it was like the weirdest Brad thing. Jace. Yeah, there's so there's six of us, like three siblings and then significant others. And I was like, dude, fuck, out of the six, I'm the only person that never had a formal college graduation. Like, I was like, that's so bizarre. But I was like, I didn't think I was going to go anyway. But I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, we were just like such a weird time where it was like, yeah, you're not graduating, but uh, your lease is almost up. So go clean your shit out. Like, but so yeah, you got your diploma. You just didn't walk, but did you, like, you got your, you graduated, you just well, didn't yeah, walk? I, yeah, no, I have a degree, okay. but we were, uh, we were May of COVID. 2020, so we never yeah. had graduation. Yeah, okay, and that was, okay, wow, that's wild, I guess I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. They invited us to come back and everything to, like, have a graduation, but, like, when they invited us to come back, it's, it was still a half-assed ordeal, so it's like, am I really going to come back for that? That's going to suck ass, that's going to be terrible, so, no. Nah. I, I didn't go back. No, like, nothing Nothing really sounded worse to me than being like, I'm working full time for six months, being like, let's go back and hang out with people I kind of know. Like, no, nah, I don't need to do that. Like, we're good. Like, 
the transition to adulthood happens real fast yeah i was like i'm past this i don't need it like like to give you perspective on it i still again everyone always has a graduation party and all that stuff i yet to have one and my mom is hell bent she was colton we're having this goddamn graduation party whether you like it or not we're inviting people over combine it with your 30 walk i'm like (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's well we can have it. We can have the graduation party three years after the fact. I'm not even partaking in what I majored in. Like I don't I don't even have that job. Like Dude, okay, let's have two graduation parties. I mean you technically shit. graduated twice. Dude, I, she's hell bent on it. And she's still she's still like bothering me trying to like get hey, can you like Get somebody to give them like your uh, the graduation robe and everything, so we can get some pictures for. It. Oh, mom, I graduated three years ago. I'm not doing. It. There's not a chance in hell we're doing that right now. I am be I am beyond that now. It's over. We can have the party, but we're not taking pictures. We're done. Oh, so it's so funny, but like just keep pushing yeah, it off, still- dude. Combine it with your thirtieth birthday party. That would be electric. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> it was, it was, we're rocking. Eight years later, baby, we're still here. <laughs> we're no longer seeing movies anymore, and I graduated. <laughs> Maybe you could have enough money from a grad party to buy a house if you invited dude. enough people, dude. <laughs> Maybe. Circle. We need it. Who knows? Shit. But, again, congrats to all the graduates out there. It's just very strange that we just kind of like, once you graduate from college, you immediately, boom, you're just like, okay, May doesn't really mean anything to me anymore in terms of heightening my status or anything like that. It's very odd. Yeah, getting off of an academic calendar is probably the only downside of leaving just higher education. Like, they're really, like, I was talking to Bryn's brother about it and, like, his girlfriend graduated too. And I was like, look, you guys are going to miss very few things. You're going to miss getting reckless with your friends because I, like, weirdly live through college again through snapchat memories you're gonna miss the academic calendar but the first time you get your paycheck you're gonna be like nah, i don't miss college like this, this, is so, this, is, this is the most money i've ever held in my hand and you're just gonna be like yeah college is fun but i'm past that like I, i'm i'm making real money now and i was like other than that you're not gonna miss anything go back for homecoming a random weekend you know, kind of relive the past, whatever. But I was like, you're not going to fucking miss like, wow, I've been in the library for 13 hours today. Like that's, nobody misses that part of it. Never been in the library for that long. So maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I was a better, I was a better college you were. Around. <laughs> That was a great time. <laughs> All right, Jim, again, to wrap us out here, uh, what are people not talking about? All right, have you guys heard that Bojangles is coming to Illinois? No. Bojangles is in Illinois. It's coming to northern Illinois. Is it? The article I read said that they were just adding three stores and they were all south of normal. So it doesn't benefit me at all because I live farther north than I used to. But that's what I had heard is they were doing three stores. They're all down by Colton. So none of them are even possible for me. So, so can confirm. I just drove to St. Louis for a wedding last weekend and drove past it. I, I think it was a Loves and it had a Bojangles in it. Really? And I was like, whoa, I didn't realize it was like already open. I don't know if for sure if it was a Loves, but there was 
certainly a Bojangles at a rest stop like in Southern Illinois. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, for me, I appreciate the fact that I am not able to easily go to a Waffle House or a Bojangles because I know I would go so often because their food just can't beat it. But yeah, I was I got all excited because I saw it on a bunch of Chicago pages and like all these articles like Bojangle. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, this is awesome. And then the article I read, it was all like, like the nearest one to me isn't normal. I was like, great, I'm about six hours outside of normal now, or only four. But I was like, this still sucks. Like, I just wish it was like, yeah, there's going to be one right by you. You can get it. I was like, now it's going to be a project to go find a Bojangles. I'd rather just go to North Carolina and just say I went to North Carolina and got it. Then like, yeah, I drove down to normal just for Bojangles. Like, it's good, but it's not that good. But yeah, I feel like that might be a good expansion. Maybe they start start a little bit farther south, work their way up north. You know, I'm sure the Illinois market will probably take to it pretty well. Uh, but fingers crossed they actually make them accessible because they do have pretty good food for a shitty fast food place. Like, I'm pretty happy every time I'm there. That sounds sick. Uh, Springfield just got a Raising Cane's um, about a month, maybe a month and a half ago. You would have thought the goddamn uh, capital of Illinois was going to burn down. Um, <laughs> they were ecstatic about getting a Raising Cane's. I'm like, you guys are just, let me get this straight. You guys are pumped about getting some chicken fingers. That's what you're, that's what you're excited about. I'm not saying Raising Cane's is bad, but again, Communities like this, when they get a new restaurant like that, we got like Chick-fil-A back in Springfield maybe eight years ago. And again, you would have thought the place was going to burn down with how people were excited were like for fried chicken. It, it's it's a, a pretty ridiculous. So again, Bojangles, if that comes to the Springfield area, very, very excited. So that's big news, Jim. Yeah. I uh, Do you remember when the Portillo's opened in Normal? That yes. was... So it was I at that time I lived with three guys who were all from the suburbs up here, and then one guy who was a townie, and he was like, "Do we have to go?" And we were all like, "Dude, all right, like sure." I waited like an hour and a half for my food, and he like ate the meal and was like, "This is the best thing in the world." And I was like, "I don't think you understand that I have about three of them within like a ten mile <laughs> radius of my house, and usually I get my food in under five minutes." So I was like. This was almost like a bad Portillo's experience for me, but I get what you're saying. Like, I remember it was like, holy fuck, dude, because it was, I mean, I think they opened it in like September. So you have all the townies, you have all the college kids back. Like, it was this life-changing thing. And I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Like, this is not the Portillo's experience I'm used to. But yeah, it was like the talk of the town for like a week. It was like, you've been to Portillo's yet? I was like, yeah, I go pretty regularly when I'm at home. I don't really need to go when I'm here, but yeah, it's crazy when small town gets anything exciting. Cause what else do you guys have? You have a Chick-fil-A, you have a Canes now. Are you guys just following the chicken trend? I'm trying to think in terms you got of like, Popeyes. We do have Popeyes. We've had Popeyes for a while now. We just don't have anything to do at all. So again, when new things come here that we can eat, it's like holy shit. We can eat while we drink, and there's nothing. There's just nothing to do down here. So again, when those like chain restaurants roll in, you would have thought like, "Holy shit, the new pop, mom and pop shop." It's not that. It's uh, I don't know. There's just again nothing to do down here, so people get excited about you know stuffing their face with greasy stuff. 
it feels to me like like um bojangles is following the same like thing that sonic did do you remember the hype around sonic when they first opened up like in the suburbs i guess jimmy you were up in the suburbs by us colton i don't i guess i forget where you were raised exactly but like sonic when i was in high school we got ads for them all the time but the closest one was like nashville or or like it was tennessee and i remember like we took a road trip down to tennessee for a concert but and we ate at sonic like three times while we were down there it just their marketing nailed us and we could oh it was exclusive to us right and then they rolled it out and it was the biggest thing when it opened the you know in my hometown or whatever of course it fizzled out and now you can find them everywhere but if Bojangles does that, they'll find immediate success, I feel like. It's just kind of crazy because it's like, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't go to California that often, but I've probably been there more than the average person. And I feel like everybody out there, like if you talk to any local, they're like, yeah, in and outs like average. Out, like yep. You talk to a tourist and they're like, dude, it's the best thing in the world. And I'm like, yep. only because it's exclusive. Like Portillo's is the same way. Like people will come to Chicago and they're like, oh my God, like, let's go try it. And I'm like, it's good. Like, I'm not denying that, but I'm like, it's not a holy shit. I was like, dude, if you want something like that, let's go to a hole in the wall. Let's go to somewhere yeah. that's like not a lot of people know about. Like, I'm like, you want hot dogs? I'll take you to Gene and Jude's. There's is way better than like Portillo's, but so many people, for whatever reason, it's like these little regional things. They're like, oh man, I'm in Chicago. I got to get Portillo's. I'm like, all right. Like, if you want to say you've had it, great, but... Right. It really isn't all that exciting. That's funny that that's your Sonic story because I feel like one just popped up not too far from my house and like it was after I had my license. So we used to play Ultimate Frisbee all the time and then bring everybody that played over to Sonic. And it was just like one of those things where like, oh, let's all go get slushies. Like their food's yeah. average. Nothing about Sonic is really that great. But it's just like, until it's limited, you're like, oh my God, like we have to go. <laughs> and you eat it and you're like, yeah, it's what I like. Sonic was so like mundane for us. Like it was like, oh shit, yeah, we can go to Sonic. The reason as to why we went to Sonic, we would like all go uh, do putt putt at this place that's kind of by Sonic. After that, it was a hot ass summer night. We'd go over to Sonic. They'd have like these deals with your high school kids. So if you, you'd show like your little like ID or some sort of some sort of verification, verification that you went to high school, like it was a little bit cheaper. And you can get like fucking shakes and shit. And also they had outdoor seating. So again, you could all park your cars and everyone could go over there and sit down and enjoy it. And we all just take that great. It was great. Like just shit was awesome back then. So when did I did I guess I'm under this new impression. When did Sonic come to Illinois? I didn't know it was that recent then they came to illinois well i mean like so i was in high school 03 to 07 and i remember my first exposure to sonic was in tennessee like actually eating it was tennessee like summer of 05 was was when like we went down to nashville and we just we ate a ton of sonic and then it was probably a couple years later was when they like opened up by us i want so i like mid aughts sometime in there that's weird. That's so weird. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. Is Sonic doing all right? The one by me that I used to go to has been closed for like two years. Yeah, I, th- I don't think they're doing great. I mean, yeah, like I, they, their marketing they kind of sucks like... now. They got rid of those yeah. two guys, and that was fucking stupid. Those commercials were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like again, like the boomer, <laughs> the boomer marketing <laughs> and movies, yeah, and beer and hot boobs. 
with beer has all just gone out the window. We don't have boobs with beer. We don't have movies. We don't have <laughs> funny guys on Sonic. All the shit is just going the way of not the old boomer guy anymore. It's just not that way. Like now what they show now is uh, with Sonic is they show what's the hell is that? That garlic burger they show. Yeah. You see commercials now with this like garlic cheese. It looks like the most grotesque fucking. It looks like not to shit on White Castle. It looks like <laughs> White Castle food. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want that in my Sonic. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You want to know Sonic's biggest mistake, man? I think it was two summers ago. They released this thing. It was like a red, white, and blue. It was like the American whatever Sunday something or other. All it was 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 vanilla soft serve with like blue slushy, blue raspberry slushy, and then like ra- strawberry, you know, whatever over the top. That's it was that simple. That's all it was. It was the best freaking dessert. I I went to Sonic once a week, probably for six really? weeks straight to get this thing. And I'd buy two at a time, one to eat immediately, one to put in the freezer, <laughs> and to like to eat the next day. I that's kid you not, I ate that sounds terrible. All. <laughs> yeah, I ate it all the time. They got rid of it, and I went back and asked them like to just remake that for me, and they said no. I was like, "You, it's three, it's not that hard," and I was so disappointed. Like, and I look for it every time, every July. Now I'm looking for it, and they haven't re-released it yet. It was as a like, I don't know, man. I just I can't convey the utter disappointment I had when I learned that they wouldn't just remake it for me, even though. It's not on the menu anymore. I thought you were going to preface it as this is where Sonic went wrong, selling this to people, not, oh, man, no. I would buy two at a time. Like, I love this. <laughs> 110% remember what you're talking about. The bottom would be blueberry slushy. The middle would be vanilla ice cream. And then the top, I'm pretty sure it was, it might have been this red slushy. And Maybe remember, it was. I see that. And I'm like, I hate to be the guy, but I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking kind of like Jim, I'm like slushy with ice cream or something like that. I'm like, that sounds not good, but apparently it must have been the best thing of all time. Dude, it's just, it makes slushy cream. Like, so there's DQ has a thing called a Misty Freeze as well. It's all, all it is, is, is whatever flavor slushy plus, plus uh soft serve. And they blend it to make it like a shake consistency. And it's, yeah. it is fucking dynamite. It is the best thing on DQ's menu. That not enough people are talking about, honestly. That that could be a whole topic in and of itself. But anyways. We have a topic <laughs> like that if you ever want to hold on to this information. <laughs> but this this treat from Sonic, you can ask my wife. I I talk, I rave about it. It's you can't <laughs> knock it till you try it. You can have your opinions, whatever, but it's so good, man. It's so good. Have they told you if they're bringing it back? Like, is it just like a McRib or like uh shamrock shake or like it's only a july thing or like you don't know if it's ever coming back yeah i don't so jess is right here and she's just speaking her head and saying she wants credit because she's the one that told me i would like it it. yeah and so (laughs) i I have to give credit where credit's due like i i only went out and got it because she told me to get it but um no so it was released to my knowledge and again i'm not like the I'm, i'm not the king here but i seem to be pretty passionate about this apparently uh, I it came out two years ago, like July. It was like July Fourth type thing. You know, it was America. July uh, two years ago, twenty twenty one. It did not come back out last year, and so I'm eagerly anticipating to see if it will come out again this year. Damn, dude, have you ever tried calling Sonic Corporate and just asking? 
You know, I haven't, but I feel like Twitter would probably be the better route. They seem like a Twitter company and I don't really do Twitter. So that's on me. Maybe you could just start tweeting at them. Dude, you probably, I think, I mean, I've never had this, but like, I know that there's enough people out there and not like we could make a difference, but like we could have a little stir. Like if I just tweeted at McDonald's and I was like, bring the snap rack back, people would get behind it. Like where this might be a similar thing where people are like, you know what? This guy's got a fucking point. Like we just need to have our voices heard, do something about it. Like, you know, it's funny you tried that. I tried that approach with the, uh, and this might be, you guys might be a little too young for this. Cause this again might be when I was in high school. Do you remember when Sun Chips released the biodegradable bag? But, but there was so much pushback on it because it was so loud. <laughs> The bag itself made so much noise. The crinkle itself was so loud that Sunkist or, or Sun Chips, they like stopped making the bag and went back to making like super terrible bags because there was so anyways, I tried to bring that back on Twitter. I think I, I think I have three tweets. One of them is at Sun Chips to bring back that bag. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of the best though, because like I'm not a Twitter guy either. And like I don't even know if I've really ever tweeted, but it is really funny when you see accounts like that where it's like, dude, they've tweeted three fucking times. <laughs> but these guys were on point. Like they yeah. <laughs> they reserved it. It's not just a bunch of fluff. Like they're all three tweets. You're like, God, that guy is on to something. Like <laughs> oh uh, God. Most American bullshit I've ever heard. Hey, this saves the environment, but the bag? A little loud. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is like, yeah, you can literally, literally, you can throw it out your car window. It's fine. It's just going to, like, it's biodegradable. It's fine. Do what you want. Be as inconsiderate to the earth as you want, because joke's on you. It's just going to turn into dirt. And people complain that it was too loud. Oh, my God. Damn. That's wild as hell. I need to look that up now. People uh, are ridiculous. All right, well, good episode, boys. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. A lot of hot topics, bringing them back a lot of things, acting like we're 100 years old, complaining about the next gen. <laughs> Nothing like it. Brett, as always, thanks for being on, bringing the heat, educating us on the sonic things that we need to try if they appear this July. Absolutely. Glad to, glad to be back anytime. Uh, enjoy congratulations on uh on episode 100 whenever that airs yeah who knows what a fucking guy right here god uh, damn it <laughs> i'm telling you brett fucking rigs man <laughs> 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 great guy holy shit